You're listening to the official ABC Once Upon a Time podcast. I'm your host, Estelle Magecki, and I'm here with the creators and executive producers of Once, Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis, who will guide you through a recap of The Queen is Dead, episode 215. Hello. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This was a fantastic episode. Can you talk about the major themes? Really, the biggest theme is choosing light over darkness, and it's keeping that goodness in your heart, even though it's hard to do. Really, what's interesting is you have two perspectives perspectives, which is Snow White learns from her mother, please keep goodness in her heart. And we realize as a child, she wasn't always that great. And she makes a very tough decision. She loses her mother. But in doing that, her mother is even more proud of her because that's what she was trying to teach her. And she goes realizing that my daughter is going to be on the path of lightness. Whereas on the other side is you have Regina. And Regina is basically saying, look, you know what? For nine episodes, I redeemed myself, I got off magic, I did everything, and all I got was finally an invite to a dinner with a bunch of people who just stare at me wishing I was dead. They're never gonna love me, they're never gonna be my friends, being good didn't get me anything, so at least this way, at least my mom I know loves me, I'm gonna stick with her and try and win. And I think it's very hard because it is one of those life lessons. If you're doing good because you think it'll get a result, it's not going to give you the result you want. You have to do it because that's what you should be doing. And I think that is a lesson, unfortunately, Regina hasn't learned yet. I'm in love with Bailey Madison's performances. Oh, she's fantastic. Bailey's great. She's actually amazing, you know, that someone so young could be so talented beyond their years. And just carry, you know, those scenes like that at such a young age. It's really, it's amazing to see talent like that at such a young age. Phenomenal. And yeah. I was bawling right along with her. Every oh. single time she was crying and I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah, like, she breaks her, her heart. Yeah. And she looks exactly like Ginny. I know, she is a little mini me. And it's not just the, that she looks like her and resembles her, but she's actually able to make her performance and craft it in such a way that it feels consistent with what Ginny does as an adult. Yeah, I don't think people realize, you know, Bailey, before she got up there this time, asked for a bunch of video and she watches it and she studies it. And so that if you actually look at the two performances throughout the two seasons, you will see that Bailey is doing a lot of the stuff that Ginny does. It's amazing. She really does embody it. I also really enjoyed Johanna. Oh, yes. She's a very She's sweet great. character. Oh, very Patmore. Sweet. You know, we're all big Downton Abbey fans here, so when we heard that she would be willing to come and do it, we were like, yes! What's great is you realize that she almost kind of became a conscience in a lot of ways and a surrogate for Snow's mom and really helped her through a tough time. And Cora's the blue fairy. Yeah. That was a really nice twist. Mm, she is you. tricky, she, that Cora. She's going to find a way in. But Snow didn't fall for her tricks. No. No. Young Snow really uh, had goodness in her and and that made her kind of impervious to what Cora was trying to manipulate. I think Cora even commended Snow's mother on her deathbed for raising such a great child. I think in a moment there she was sort of wistful that she didn't have the same relationship that Snow and her mother had. And I was having sort of fists at the TV moments where I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that Cora's grand plan was revealed. She killed the queen to make way for Regina. Mm -hmm. And then when Cora visited Snow's mom during the funeral, I felt like she had a very personal vendetta with her. She does. And I would say, if you want to know what that is, I would watch episode 16, The Miller's Daughter, where we will find out exactly what those two have in their past. They have a history together and it's coming. And then back in New York City, when Golden Emma are chatting outside the pizza shop, 
Gold says to her, someone is beginning to sound a lot like Regina. Yeah. And that was when she was trying to make excuses for the lie. Exactly. And I think in a lot of ways when she said that, Emma realized it. But I think Emma, in a, in a way, probably started to understand what Regina went through, which is Regina was his mom. And she still is his mom. And Emma came in and she was frightened of losing her child because she was there for the times he had a fever and all these things. And in this moment, Emma's like, well, when he gets tired and moves on, and if we remember, that's exactly what Regina said about her. It was a bonding moment the two had without realizing it. And two things that really surprised me, Neil admitting that he'd sailed a pirate ship. Yes. And Hook's poisoned Hook. Yes. Yes. Which I thought was a very clever twist on Hook's part. Uh -huh. And I'm suspecting Neil spent some time in Neverland from his reference. That sounds like he did. That sounds like a very reasonable assumption. So all of those queries about timelines can be quieted. Well, I know that you don't grow old in Neverland. And you but... sure don't. And he left his father many, many years ago, so... How is he the age he is? Well, that's a question that we intend to answer very soon. I was actually really disappointed to hear that Neil revealed to Emma that he has a fiance. I'm sure yes. she's lovely. She looks very nice. Oh, I know. But. How sad. It is really sad. I think it's really sad because we understand that Emma loves Neil, but she's never going to let her guard down again. And what's sad is that Neil clearly really loves Emma, but gave up on ever getting her back. And that's what's the tragedy of their relationship, you know? They're two people who grew up without parents who were trying to find a home that were going to have a home together. And what was so sad is Emma realized he did find it, but just not with her. And will Snow's doubt plan that she wanted to seed in Regina's mind, will that really work on Regina? Is the scene in Regina's mayor's office an indication of those doubts starting yeah. to manifest? You know, the thing is, is what's interesting is Regina said to her mother in episode nine, your grip on my heart is too strong. And what we love about the Regina core relationship is no one makes Regina a little girl like her mom. She is the only one that she truly seems frightened of. Yes, you know, Gold gets the upper hand on her and Rumpelstiltskin she can be frightened of, but they have sort of a weird kind of mentor-protege relationship at times. But her mother really knows how to manipulate her. And I think that at the end of the day, Regina just wants her mother's love and feels like she can't get it. And now she's beginning to wonder, does the mom really care about me getting my son back and what's best for me? Or does she just really care about the power? And I felt like she was even caring about Cora looking after Henry as well. Of course, because I think, you know, no matter what now, as much as Regina loves her mother or wants to love her mother or wants to forgive her mother, nothing comes before Henry. Henry's number one in her life. That's redeeming, even though I did not want to think of Regina in good ways during this episode. That's what makes her so, to us, a great character. She's so complicated. Her love for Henry is so strong and true. And yet, at the same respect, we have seen her just do unspeakable unspeakable things, mm -hmm. unspeakable acts of horridness. And Regina says to Snow, power is how you get things, which is a very severe belief. It is. In her mind, I tried to be good and Henry still isn't with me. He's out of town. And you know what? Everyone hates me. And at least my mom's pretty honest. You know, Regina's learned a lot of tough lessons and she makes practical choices that are sometimes rather severe choices. And the thing with her is what's hopefully interestingly complex about her is it's 
based out of very often really good intentions, love for Henry, but they make her do things that are sometimes quite awful. She's obviously got a temper and she's impatient. It's tough because she's in many ways very justified. Like when she does the right thing, things tend to not work for her. And that just piles on to her and teaches her the wrong lesson that she should continue with her evil ways. And that when she does things the wrong way, she sometimes gets what she wants. And even though she can sometimes know she's doing the wrong thing, it's for the right reason. It gets messy and complicated for her and she's trying to figure it out. But ultimately what she wants is something good, which is the love of her son. I do feel that some of it, like you said, is justified because she is Henry's adoptive mother. No question about it. You know, that's a great it. question because people will often say to yeah. us, oh, do you have something against adoption? And the truth is we have nothing against adoption. We think it's a fantastic thing. And what I think sometimes people forget is that we are writing this as she's the evil queen. Right. She actually ripped Emma from her mother, <laughs> tried to kill her in the pilot, ripped away everybody, the things they love, and sent them to this town. We saw her rip out people's hearts and control them right. so that when Emma and Snow and Charming have a problem with Regina, it is not because she's the adopted mother. It is not because there's a legal basis they're trying to get around. It is the fact that this woman repeatedly tries to kill them. The show is not meant to be like a parable about adoption versus biological parents. Adoptive parents are the actual parents of their children, and Regina, as the adoptive mother of Henry, is the actual mother of Henry. The problem with Regina is that she is an evil queen who has murdered people. And the problem isn't that she adopted him. The problem is that she has killed people. The problem is she has tried to kill other people and she has done terrible, terrible things. Emma, on the other hand, Emma has to earn being the mother of Henry because she, she did leave him and she did spend her life before she realized she was the savior doing who knows what and being irresponsible and she is trying to earn the right to be a parent as well. And I think what's interesting is you have both of them have hurdles to go. Regina has clearly been a mother to Henry, but she makes really bad choices that harm other people. Regina and Emma want the same thing. They want love and they want family and they want home. They just have different ways about going to get them and they both have different flaws that stand in the way of them achieving it. I have to say, Henry turned out pretty well, considering. Well, yes, and to be fair... Or you maybe know, despite. Yeah, well, he didn't, you know, to be fair, in the first 10 years, he didn't know that, <laughs> you know, she was actually the evil queen who was able to con a genie into killing his <laughs> grandpa and uh, yeah. then banishing him in a mirror, so yeah. She did actually try to entrap Henry. She wanted to keep him as a prisoner and then realized that she was yeah. doing the wrong thing because look, of the imagery of the Even tree. in this episode, no one has ever worried when Henry was with Regina because everybody on the show understands that Regina would never harm Henry. The same respect, right now she is involved in gee, I was earning him, I was winning him back, I was doing the right thing and I got a hug, but it wasn't fast enough. And my mom says she can use this dagger to kill everyone and then Henry will have no choice but to be with me. Right. So it is that push and pull for Regina where she wants to be the girl before who is in love with the stable boy who had goodness in her heart, who actually taught Snow White about true love and the sort of evil queen that Rumpelstiltskin created and that Cora created. And it's just, she's just having a tough time. 
Cora was incredibly brutal killing Johanna. Yes, she was. Completely unnecessary. But I do think that if it were just Regina, she wouldn't have killed her. I think she would have walked away with the dagger. Oh, if it were Regina without Cora, that Regina might not have gone that far? That's an interesting question. Regina never would have killed Johanna. She would have taken the knife and gone. I don't think she is as evil as her mother. But as her mother said over the deathbed, I am going to darken her soul. And it wasn't enough for Snow to just do the right thing. It bothers Cora when Snow does the right thing because Cora hates her mother. So Cora was going to darken Snow, which she did. And in a lot of ways, you see how the pull of evil is so easy. And even though we say all these unspeakable things about Regina, of course, we still love her and root for her to find that happiness. And for Snow White, we see how she was good. She comes around to Regina's point. What has good got me? If I would have killed Regina in episode 10, the curse never would have happened. So it's easy to fall into the trap of, you know what? Maybe she's right. Maybe I would accomplish a lot more if I stopped being so Snow White. Or was just selective Snow White. Because I really do enjoy that perspective in the very last scene. That is exactly right. Good and evil, and there's a lot of gray areas. Hopefully less daggers. (laughs) Hopefully. So what's your favorite scene or moment from this episode? That's tough. I do enjoy um, Cora's deathbed speech to Snow's mother and then just seeing the hint of their history together and the dedication that Cora has now toward uh, achieving her goals. For me, it was the scene in Granny's between Regina and Mary Margaret, where Mary Margaret said, are you seriously falling for your mother again? Do you honestly believe her? And Regina kind of lays out what Snow says at the end. That little seed of doubt was planted. Exactly. Those two really have a way of getting in each other's heads. They do. We have a couple of Twitter questions. Anna Carolina Latouf asks, why did Snow say to Regina that Emma didn't have to run things by her regarding Henry? Because as far as Emma is concerned, Regina, once she became a homicidal evil queen, lost the right to be able to say what's best for Henry. By the way, I think that in a lot of ways, Emma is more respectful and it was really just Snow kind of saying to Regina, like, you have repeatedly tried to kill me. You have created this curse. Who are you to sit there and judge us? Right. And it really has nothing to do with legality or that. It has to do with the fact that Snow White and Prince Charming think that Regina is the most evil person that ever lived. The homicidal maniac (laughs) comment that you made, it kind of really sums it up. Okay. Kyle Hernandez asks, does the whole The Giant Maiden storybook while trying to jump on Charming lead to anywhere? Well, everything leads to somewhere. It looked like the tunnels that we saw uh, last year that we know have the glass coffin and a dragon, so I don't know if we've seen all of what's down there, but we know there's things down there lurking. Or it could just be the sewer. Or it could just be the sewer. Storybrook infrastructure. And Melissa Dalton asks, is the outsider... Greg Mendel's name, a nod to Gregor Mendel, the genetics scientist? That's a great question. It is a nod to to Gregor Mendel. We, We don't pick the names by accident. And Kelly M. asks, will we ever see when and how Snow used the whistle that the Huntsman gave her in season one? We will someday. We know that is out there, and that is a story that we will eventually get to because we feel like we have something fun planned for that. 
Excellent. A little clue of something to come. Well, thank you so much for your time again. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. And thank you, everyone, for listening and tuning in. If you'd like to be part of our next session, please add your question to our podcast post on the Once Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash onceabc. And please join Eddie and Adam next week and tune in to Once Upon a Time, Sundays, 8, 7 central on ABC, and available the following day at abc.com. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.